Welcome to Becoming the CEO Podcast, where we gather to be empowered, educated, and energized. My name is Sabrina C., CEO and founder of Velvet Lux Cosmetics. I'm a government professional, a speaker, a community leader, and beautypreneur. I started my business focused solely on making money, but I quickly discovered that being the CEO of a business meant taking control of my life and all that was in it. I created Becoming the CEO for someone as ambitious as you. Despite what you see in front of you, remember, you are a boss. Your authenticity has qualified you to take that next step, and you are just the person for the job. Join me each week while we discover what it truly means to become the chief executive officer of our lives. And don't forget, I'm right here learning with you. Welcome back to another episode of Becoming the CEO Podcast. It's your girl, your bestie, your favorite CEO, Sabrina C., In today's episode, I'm going to be sharing a little story time. This actually happened to me recently and it sparked an awareness that I had but didn't really pay much attention to. So if you're new here, I am the CEO and founder of Velvet Lux Cosmetics, which is an independent beauty company hailing from the great city and great state of New York. We provide 13 different lash styles and four beauty tools. It's basically an eyelash company. And be it that it's an eyelash company, I have invested heavily in photo shoots, video shoots, graphics for Instagram and Facebook and as well as our Twitter account. I've gone through great lengths to get the company to where it is today. We're just a year, maybe a year and a couple of months. I think we're a year and three months now. And everything that I've done for the company has been solely out of my pockets. with no investors you know there's no big company like i said we're an indie beauty brand so earlier this month a friend of mine sent me an instagram post of a a hairstylist who used one of my photos that i paid for um to promote her hairstyle so She was the stylist for the model in the photo, but she was not retained by myself or my company to provide the hairstyle for the photographed model. What this owner did was she took the photo from the model's Instagram, which I had given the model permission to post the photo because obviously she's in it and she helped pull together the campaign. This was the launch campaign for our 13th lash style, which is um, named Brat. So she posted the photo and in posting the photo, she gave credit to the company and she also gave credit to the photographer. The hairstylist, you know, screenshots the photo and she puts her watermark on the photo and she posts it on her business page. What what made me uncomfortable in this situation was that there was never a conversation between the stylist and the model 
and also the model basically you know giving me that heads up like hey my hairstylist wants to use the photo to promote you know her work is it okay because I don't know the stylist directly the model knows the stylist directly so I would have liked the conversation to take place that way anyway it didn't and we got to that day when I saw the post and I decided to reach out to the business owner and say you know hey I mean no offense by this but could you tag my company in the photo because my company technically owns this picture even though your watermark is on the photo now so I reached her via DM on Instagram I sent her back her post of the photo and I introduced myself I introduced the company to her and I ensure her that I'm in no way trying to be disrespectful to her her work or her company but I also as the owner of my company have to protect it and the work that is produced by the company I also have to protect my coins because I paid for that photo shoot and I did not retain her as a hairstylist for the photo shoot so therefore I felt that she had no right to take that picture and use it without asking permission um, to use it to promote her company because when I originally posted the photo on my company's page, I did not, I didn't tag anyone. I didn't even tag the photographer. So therefore, again, you weren't retained by me. I didn't ask you to do her hair for the photo shoot. Her hair was not done by you for the photo shoot. Her hair was done. The model's hair was done for her own personal reasons. Um, you also didn't ask her to do a professional shoot with a backdrop in a studio with a photographer and send the picture to you. You know, you you guys' agreement on how she promotes your services have nothing to do with my company. Therefore, using my company's photo to promote your company, I felt was wasn't the kindest thing to do and also to use it to promote your company without even asking permission like I said before I just was really uncomfortable by that so my message to her was not disrespectful at all even though I will be very honest I was very uncomfortable and I was upset what sent me over the edge with her was that she responded to my message by saying I had no legal standing whatsoever to ask to either take down the photo or I didn't ask her to take down the photo I think I asked her to um I asked her to tag either myself or the photographer not myself but to tag the company and tag the photographer um be it that the photo's original purpose was to promote Velvet Lux Cosmetics, Velvet Lux Lash Co's lashes. That was it. That was the sole purpose of the photo. And I just didn't appreciate that she took it from my model's personal Instagram page and put her company's watermark on it as if the company, as if the photo belonged to her. So my interpretation of seeing her post was 
The photo belongs to me because boom, my gigantic watermark is on it. You're giving your audience the notion that, hey, you had a customer who's a model and she did a photo shoot and now this picture belongs to you. She responded, you know, saying, I have no legal standing. She's not going to tag the, no, she said she had, I had no legal standing. Um, and because she's a nice person, that is why she is going to um, tag the tag the pages that I asked her to tag. I then, because I was in my feelings at this at this point, because I felt like you were digging at me. I am not telling you guys the full um, the entire message just for privacy's sake. I'm gonna skim over it, but you know she was being a little bit rude, so I said to her, you know what, it's fine don't tag the company don't tag the photographer it's cool because i didn't have my original watermark i didn't have my company's watermark on a photo so clearly you felt like it was up for grabs so you grabbed it you took it and you posted it um but once she hit me with the you have no legal standing i was like you know what i'm gonna do some research because i know that i have legal standing in this situation as the owner of Velvet Lux Cosmetics and the owner of the photo in collaboration with the photographer, right? So I go on Instagram's Help Center and I stumbled across this thing called, I stumbled across their intellectual property um, agreement or their intellectual property rules. So I'm gonna read it from Instagram's um, website. And it says, Instagram is committed to helping people and organizations protect their intellectual property rights. The Instagram terms of use do not allow posting content that violates someone else's intellectual property rights, including copyright and trademark. Copyright. Copyright is a legal right that seeks to protect original works of authorship for example, books, music, film, and art. Generally, copyright protects original expression such as words or images. It does not protect the facts, it protects facts and ideas. Although it may protect the original words or images used to describe an idea. Copyright also doesn't protect things like names, titles, and slogans. However, another legal right called a trademark might protect those things. What is a trademark? A trademark is a word, slogan, symbol, or design, example, brand name, logo, that distinguishes the products or services offered by one person, group, or company from another. Generally, trademark law seeks to prevent confusion among consumers about who provides or is affiliated with a product or a service. Now, she says to me, I have no legal standing. And if I don't, then, hey, I did discuss this briefly with an attorney and the attorney did say that, you know, this actually could be taken to civil court um, and that part I won't do, but after this experience, it made me realize that as an owner who solely provides 
a product, my products online, I have to go above and beyond in protecting the company and the products that we offer. So I've begun the process of copywriting images and also trademarking my logo and my company's name, which be it that the company is already registered um, as a corporation, no one can use Velvet Lux Cosmetics as a name for their business. But I want to take the further step, take further steps in, you know, trademarking it and copywriting it. The end of the the end of the situation between me and that company owner was that she still has the picture up on her Instagram. She has yet to tag my company or the photographer. She was not remorseful in taking this image and reusing it because she feels like because her hairstyle is, you know, photographed in the image, she has all right to use it. I'm not going to go back and forth in my DMs with someone but what she did, she definitely inspired me to retain an attorney for my company. So moving forward, if anyone tries to use anything that remotely belongs to Velvet Lux Cosmetics, regardless if I watermarked a photo, a video, whatever, I can say to my attorney, hey, we need to take care of that. So she definitely helped me, you know, speed up the process in retaining an attorney and knowing to keep my ears and eyes open in regards to the reuse of images that truly belong to Velvet Lux Cosmetics. So I kind of want to share some five legal tips with you. I want to share some legal tips that can help you also protect your business. So the first tip is, does my business need a license to sell? Some businesses need a license, others do not. And generally speaking, if you don't need a license to sell your particular product offline, you need one online. This does not mean you should just throw up a website and start sales. Do the research or have a lawyer do it for you on whether and what kind of license you need. The second tip is FTC issues new guidelines for online ads hopefully you already know that the federal trade commission regulates all advertisements even online and the ftc's.com disclosures provides guidance for mobile and online advertisers on how to make the required disclosures for ads clear online number three Top five cybersecurity tips for small, small businesses. Getting hacked can not only cost your online business time and money, but customers as well. Because online businesses may have more access to customer data, they need to take extra steps with staff, vendors, and their website to make that data secure. Four, four writing tips for your business blog. You can't have an online business without some social media presence. And a business blog is step one in establishing that presence. Make sure your business's blog brings its own perspective on content and adds value for your customers beyond immediate sales. And you might want to avoid hot button issues and tragedies, which are better served by considerate in-person communication. Tips for international online sales. 
Before you take your business global, make sure you know the ins and outs of international taxes and tariffs, as well as international advertising regulations, which may differ from the FTCs. Oh, and how much do you know about the harmonized commodity description and coding system? I also want to share um, an additional five tips. So the first is how to trademark a logo for your small business. No matter what you do, you have, you've got a name for your online business and a logo so the customers and clients can immediately recognize your work. And while you're not legally required to register a trademark in order to gain some legal protections, registration can mean you're not using someone else's logo and make sure other businesses don't use yours. Should you copyright your website material? And this is where I am currently right now with Velvet Lux on whether or not I should copyright. Should I persistently watermark every single thing I post, which I kind of feel like that's just too much and I don't want. Um, but I'm my lawyer and I were working through it. So should you copyright your website material? Whether you copyright your website's original content will generally depend on the kind of content you're publishing, you're publishing online. Listing standard information like hours of operation and contact info might need less copyright protection than creations from an artist, blogger, journalist, or software engineer. The more original your ideas and content, the more central they are to your brand or business, the more you need to copyright, the more you need to copyright and protect the content that you post. Startups face increasing threat from patent trolls. Patent trolls have been a persistent problem for businesses large and small, and they're coming for startup for startups and online businesses as well. Find out how to protect yourself and your business from patent trolls or legal tips for starting a podcast. So be it that we are here today gathered at the Becoming the CEO podcast to be energized, empowered and educated. I kind of wanted to add a legal tip for starting a a podcast. So everyone's got a podcast these days. They can be a great way to promote your business like what I'm doing or be a business in and of themselves. Either way, there are going to be IP issues to sort out before you hit the online waves. Checklist for licensing intellectual properties. When it comes to online intellectual property, there's protecting your own content and protecting yourself when using someone else's content. Make sure you're, license, you're licensing intellectual property properly, lest you get sued. And that's the basis of what the situation that I found myself in be. She had no license to reuse my image, regardless if I had watermarked it or not. Um, she was using my image for my photo or my company's photo for her own personal gain. And regardless if there was a service provided, there still should have been an initial conversation between 
both of us as business operators and asking whether or not she could use the photo or she should have asked the model whom she knows and who was her client can she repost the photo and i'm pretty sure i'm 100 percent sure actually that the model would have said to her let me check with um the company that i worked with let me gain permission from them and i'll get back to you and she would have gotten back to her with just saying, yeah, you can reuse the photo, but please ensure to tag the company um, who it originally belongs to. So my advice to all of us today, as I today's episode, is that as a business operator, for those of you who operate online, if you're like me who feels like watermarks kind of take away from photos when you're posting, Find other ways to legally protect the images and the content that you post online, be it video or pictures, um, quotes, whatever it is, your audio on your podcast. Just find legal ways to protect your content so people won't take it and use it for their own personal gain or take it and use it as if it belongs to them. Also, retain an attorney. Trademark and patent what you can, as well as copyright any images that you have for your business. I hope that today's episode was helpful and useful and that you guys enjoyed hearing about my little squabble on Instagram with another business operator. I also want to say as my last final advice, as the CEO of your company and the CEO of your life, please be mindful of what you put out on your personal pages. I also had shared this on my Instagram story and my Twitter account. As a business owner, you cannot have a private, you can't have private social media pages because people need access to you. And if you have a personal and a business Instagram page or personal and business Twitter, personal and business Facebook, and you keep everything in one central location, it can't, your account cannot be private. People need to have access to you, whether or not to ask you questions, um, to you know, book with you, to buy your products. So if you're not gonna separate your business from your personal, well then ensure that whatever accounts you use are made public and people get access to you. Also ensure that your turnaround time to respond to questions, um, inquiries is reasonable. Be clear, concise, and communicate very clearly on what you can and cannot do and what you are capable of doing because customers will become dissatisfied and they'll go elsewhere for their services. Remember, you're not the only business that exists providing whether the service or the product, but ensure that you're doing what you are doing with excellence so that customers won't go elsewhere, that they'll enjoy coming to you. Again, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Today's episode was actually part three of a series called Let's Get This Show on the Road. It is the final episode in this series and I will touch base with you guys in our next episode to wrap up season one because we're ending season one in october guys and we're we'll be back for season two in january 2021 so i hope that you guys have enjoyed this episode please rate subscribe comment share the more you rate 
the BTC podcast. The more you comment, the more you subscribe, is the more that other people will find us and they'll join our community here. Remember, we gather here to be educated, empowered, and energized, and we want to do that for more CEOs all around the world and all across the country. I'll see you guys in our next episode.